Em Rossiano. All that stuff can get really ratty. And you can look like you got a dead spider on your eyelid. And Michael Lucas. I was surprised at how many different forms of vibrators she had on staff. This is Emsolation. What advice would you give your teenage self, Michael Lucas? You're gay. It's pretty easy. <laughs> You're in Emsolation. Hello, hello. Welcome to Emsolation. How are ya? My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, an amplifier of the absurd and excellent and a kamikaze crafter. And together with my best friend, Michael Lucas, I will bring you a podcast full of, well, this week. <laughs> I'll get on my rant. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to pre-warn you. It's a high energy 50 or so minutes of me really downloading some rage about certain things, like the main source of my rage is James Corden in a giant mouse costume, aggressively pelvic thrusting his penis at people while J-Lo Let's Get Loud plays in the background. I mean, that's a sentence I should never have to say in my life ever once, but here we are. (sighs) And we also do Dilemma Doctors, which is so, so fun. I love it when you guys trust us with your, you know, your queries, your quagmires, yeah, I can't think of another keyword, your questions. Oh, someone's coming in to join me for the intro. Come and say hello to everyone. Come and say hello. There's a small child walking in. Come on. No. No. All right, I've got to finish the intro for insulation. And so, Daddy, you go with outside with Daddy and I'll finish this. No, no, go out, go out and go, go and ride on the bike with Daddy with your helmet. Okay, shut the door now. Bye bye. All right. Well, come. Which one is it? I just want to. I don't know. My child has turned. My child has turned two and a half, and now just like professional, he's just he's a contrarialist. He he like I want to have a bath, so you take him to the bath. Don't want to have a bath. Walk away from the bath. I want to have a bath. Put put him in the bath. I put water in the bath. He cracks it because there's water in the bath to take the water out. And he cracks it because I take the water out. I don't know what's happened. Scott's still at the door with this child. I need you to know halfway through this podcast, Elio and Scott make another appearance. This is not the first time that I've seen them during my recording session. Oh, my God. Working from home sucks James Corden's grey velvet clad cock and balls. Like it is the worst thing Yep. Just assuming you could all hear that. Terrific. Anyway, I won't keep you. Uh, I'm okay. (laughs) Just reminding you all that the tour has been postponed. I don't want anyone turning up to any venues in September or October. We're postponed till May. Um, Keep your tickets if you can, please. Support the arts. But if you can't, I know it's a really hard time for people. Totally understand. All good. Um... And look, it is my anniversary today. So um, 14 years married, 21 together. And it's been a wild old ride, which a lot of you have been on board for. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what's going on for me <laughs> this week. I've been doing a lot of decorating. I've been doing a lot of stress crafting. There's been fabric paint involved. I started spray painting my bed head, but I didn't calculate enough cans, so I've run out of spray paint. And the spray paint has to come from Sydney. So I'm halfway through that's killed me. Can you imagine? Leaving a half-crafted thing, half-assed craft. That should be the name of my sweary craft channel. Oh, my God. I desperately want to do that show. A sweary half-assed craft or kamikaze craft. I don't know which one half-assed craft. 
it's not going to be half ass. I mean, sometimes it is. Um, this week I have spray painted cushions, half spray painted a bed head, made disco ball planters, and I have made a how-to tutorial on my YouTube. I'm my YouTube. What am I? My YouTuber? I'm too old. On my Instagram page if you want to go and watch it. Um, but, yeah, I'm just keeping myself super busy and avoiding the news, and I highly recommend avoiding the news. It's fantastic. It's been really good for my mental health. There's only so much more I can take in. <laughs> oh, God. And as we barrel towards school holidays, um, I don't know. I really feel for my kids. I really feel for my teenage daughters who this is going to be the legacy of their, of, like as Chella said to me, I'm losing my prime years. Remember what you did at 18? Chella's, Chella went into this lockdown, my eldest daughter, as a bright eye, just turned 18-year-old and she's about to turn 20 in two weeks and I tell you she's aged 20 years and two. <sighs> Poor buddy. Anyway, I hope you're all Okay. I mean, as okay as you can be. I don't even bother asking people how they are. I'm just like, hey, having a shit one? <laughs> Super positive. Keep it a positive, guys. All right, I'm pre-warning you again that what you're about to hear is me on a rant for basically 50 minutes. If it gets too much for you, maybe just slow the podcast down to half speed. Whatever you want, whatever gets you through. I just hope that we provide a welcome distraction for you and that it gives you something to laugh at and look forward to and brighten up your day a little bit. All right, without further ado... Sail away, sail away. That will make so much sense soon. Sail away, sail away. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Oh, well, on this stunning spring day, you can smell the hope in the air, the waffle on the trees. God, I feel alive. I've popped on a red lip in the middle of the day. You really have. And you've got a very colourful uh, jumper on, beautiful knitted mm-hmm, number. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a rainbow and some clouds. I don't know. I just I feel good today. I think, I, I think it's a shift in seasons. I really do. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that I could look at, yeah, 120 cases, Melbourne, and whatever it is, 1,000, whatever it is in Sydney, and it didn't even, like, it, it hit me, but just sort of, then it just bounced off. Mm. It's, I'm the same now. I don't watch the press conferences. I'm just going now with the attitude of, they'll tell me when I can leave the house. They'll, someone will tell me. I don't need to be across every single statistic. I don't need to know our RN numbers or whatever it is. I don't need to know the percentage of vaccine uptake. Someone will tell me. Someone will tap me on the shoulder and go, Em, you're right to go to the shops now. Okay, great. Cheers. Off I go. Honestly, the main thing I want to know is, has Kerry had a decent sleep yet? Oh, I don't think so. That's the main thing. I don't think so. (laughs) I, oh, Kerry. The whole, no, let's not even do it. It's, we can't. We're on a positive, we're on an uptick. It's my wedding anniversary today. Congratulations. (sighs) 14 years married, two separations, but that's okay. That's a little, like, little asterisk on the 14 years, but look, yeah. we probably wouldn't have made the 14 years if we didn't have the two separations. So, you know, it was a means to an end. They were a bridge. <laughs> but, um, and tomorrow we've been together 21 years, which is officially half my that life. That is wild. <laughs> I know. And I get asked all the time, what is the secret to a long and happy marriage? Well, it's not been happy. It's been, it's had happy times, but to claim that you have been in a two decade long relationship and it has been puppy dogs and sunshine, you're a fucking liar. 
or you're in an open relationship. I don't know. But or you may be just on a very sophisticated form of medication that, uh, frankly, I would want to know <laughs> a prescription for. I, I wish you'd just answer what's the secret to a 21-year marriage? Separations. Well, Because that's yes, partially true. It is. The secret is celebrating the other person when you can, when, you, when you're not silently mouthing fuck you behind their backs and <clears throat> tolerating them when you have to. Like it is about celebration and tolerating. That is my hot tip for those of you. <laughs> anyway. I wish um, people would put it in their wedding vows. I vow to we, tolerate you. Because did. it would be so much more honest and meaningful. Did you yeah. say tolerate? No, we said in our wedding vows we promise to love each other when it's easy and most importantly when it's hard. That was... Okay. We had very realistic wedding vows and I, I specifically wanted that because even up to that point we'd already had the two children. We were fighting all the time. I was doing breakfast radio in Perth. Like it was a wild time and... I just needed it to be real. <laughs> I just didn't want to get That's up there. That's right. And, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> yeah, it's you look sensational. Yeah, it's it's been a it's and you know what I realized, Michael? Though it is the ultimate love story. I think for so long, I always when people say that about Scott and I, I always got very uncomfortable because it's not been a traditional love story in that we met and fell in love and then our love has grown every day. It's not the notebook. Like it's been fighting and separations <laughs> and counselling and like hard work, but the love has endured despite all the shit life has thrown at us and what we've thrown at each other. And I realised this morning when I was thinking about it, it is a great love story. It's just, it's a, it's a... <laughs> It's a twisty, turning. Oh, it's one. a compelling one. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great achievement. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it actually is. He came out this morning and he looked at me and he goes, "Happy anniversary, mate!" Oh, thanks, mate. Like it was like. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I feel like Scott and I looked at each other this morning and went, "You know what? Let's just. This is it. You know, this is." We're, this is our lot. No one's leaving anyone. You know, we love each other. We sometimes hate each other. Good on you, mate. It was just a real, like, you, you're at the 40K mark of the 42K marathon and someone's giving you some water and you're getting a second wind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no one has shat themselves yet. And if you do, you're going to cope with it. It's just going to run down my leg. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not going to make eye contact with anyone. I'm going to let this shit run down my leg and pull in my white socket as I run for the finish line. And when I cross the finish line, I won't stagger. I will not stagger and fall to the ground. I will find a tent to pass out in behind and that will be. That will be dignified. The zip, the last action you do will be the zip closing on that canvas. Beautiful. She did it. So um, before we are this week going to do Dilemma Doctors, as promised, a lot of people were asking, so we're doing it this week. But before we insert the over-the-top opener, there is a subject I wish to address. And when Marcella found out I was doing this, she questioned me. She said, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this because you find it hard to control yourself on this topic? And I know you're similarly worried. I am. James Corden. Oh, this is, it's like watching the child stare at the open flame. 
<laughs> and barrel towards it face first. Go. Look, I am not about character assassination. I'm not going to attack him personally. I don't know the guy, nor do I particularly want to. But what I will be talking about is his need to insert himself into popular culture moments that he has no right inserting himself into. And I initially really liked James Corden. I did. You put me onto him. Yeah. I remember carpool karaoke, yeah. you ringing me up saying I should start checking it out. Yeah. He he was great. He was he genuinely was passionate about performing. You can tell he's a total theatre nerd. He's a kid you and I probably would have been friends with at high school. Absolutely. You know, and then around 2017, he presented at an AIDS charity. He was um, he was the host, he was the MC. And he decided this was when he would do some rape jokes about Harvey Weinstein. And it was pretty early in the proceedings. Harvey had been charged and the Me Too movement was in full swing. And he opened with, well, have a listen. Right here in LA, it's so beautiful, Harvey Weinstein has already asked tonight up to his hotel to give him a massage. I don't know whether that groan was that you like that joke or you don't like that joke. If you don't like that joke, you should probably leave now. It has been weird this week though, hasn't it? Watching Harvey Weinstein in hot water. Ask any of the women who watched him take a bath. It's weird watching Harvey Weinstein in hot water. Harvey Weinstein wanted to come tonight, but uh, he'll settle for whatever potted plant is closest. Okay, so just so we're clear, Michael, he, at an AIDS benefit, cracked rape jokes. Yeah. So this for me was the first, I'm like, I don't like, I don't, I don't like this guy. And then he apologised. <laughs> bit, a bit more than a chink in the armour, that one. Yeah, That's a... I, I didn't like it. And then he like apologised and I'm like, okay, cool. And then, I don't know, he just kept rubbing me up the wrong way and I just started really paying attention. And then he popped up in Cats. Um, and when the movie came out, and Cats, make no mistake about it, was an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> yeah, also one of the most glorious afternoons we've ever had. Oh. But, and he he was at the centre of, like, the most cooked part of Cats, and that is a dizzying achievement because yeah. the whole thing was cooked. He was there in that scene with Rebel Wilson. Do it. Explain it. it. Explain the cooked scene for people who have not seen Cats. I think I have PTSD style repressed a lot of this, but all I remember was didn't she unzip mm -hmm. her cat suit to reveal a cat sort of tuxedo thing and the two of them dance? And also wasn't there some sort of marching like cat uh, grasshopper Cockroach, eating yeah. sort of thing? Just everything about it was, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. And then when the movie came out, him and Rebel turned on it and blamed the, the visual That's effects. That's right, the VFX. They, oh, yeah. it, as if it was the... Fucking VFX that was the problem in that. And again, my little radar's gone up and gone, oh, fucking Corden. Not taking responsibility for the steaming pile of shit you've been a part of, blaming mm. the very hardworking VFX team who, mm. it's not their job. They don't write the scripts. They don't do the performances. They just make what they're told to make. How dare you, sir? And then he pops up in prom playing the role yes. of, an, of a gay man as a cis white... <sighs> Middle-aged, yeah. like, 
took the role from I could have I can name five other gay men who should have had that role. But what gets me is if say I was offered the role of Alphaba on Broadway. Yes, that would be a dream, but I also know that I have no business being anywhere near that role as it's for a soprano. I would not take that role on. I swear to God, if somebody offered James Corden the fucking lead in The Colour Purple, that man would take the role. He does seem to not understand that there is a power in no. (laughs) Don't say yes. He's living proof that it can be a mistake to say yes to everything that comes your way. Also, the Friends reunion. Let's not forget when he popped up there. So the reason I've gone down a James Corden spiral is because of a particular, and I'm calling it an incident. It's an incident. He has a segment on his show called Crosswalk the Musical. And basically when actors and actresses come on to promote the shows or the musicals they're in, they do a mini performance on a crosswalk for two minutes. It's like a flash mob. And people, in theory, are supposed to enjoy it. But most of the time people are on their way to work. It's in downtown LA. The traffic's a nightmare. And they're standing there while these actors are in front of them, like mucking around for two minutes, holding them up. And so he does this with everyone and it's fine. It's delightful. And I just want to point out, I have no problem with Adina Menzel, Billy Porter or Camila Cabello promoting Cinderella. And this is what they were no. doing. I get it. You're on the promotional trial. You do whatever it takes. You've got to get bums on seats. Cool, 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 cool. James Corden, on the other hand, was there dressed as a giant mouse and to which, to my to my absolute horror, he is also in Cinderella because he's an executive producer on it. So, of course, he's Michael Lucas and Stan lead himself into a film. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So you can imagine people are stopped at traffic and Camila Cabello is there dancing in Cinderella. Oh, my God, she's a big star. People are wrapped. Billy Porter, amazing. Adina Menzel, amazing. And then there is this giant rodent. Corden approaching cars to the strains of JLo's Let's Get Loud and aggressively pelvic thrusting his crotchal area at a windscreen. Let's get loud. Oh, wow. At no point did we order James Corden's dick lightly outlined in some cheap grey velvet violating people's windscreens. I don't understand how we got here promoting a children's film. It was captured by a poor passenger of a car and it did make for startling, quite confronting footage. I think my favourite description of it was Corden's, in- <laughs> Corden's insistent bonch threatened to shatter a car window. <laughs> <laughs> but also that, that, um, that whole concept of the, of the um, Crosswalk Broadway or whatever it is, Crosswalk Musicals, it is it's just so on brand for him because it's like, is it just zany theatre kid fun or are we starting to get into bullying? <laughs> it's, it's bullying via musical theatre, which normally which, you I would, know, be, I would I, be for. If there was any version of bullying that I would be open to, it would be that one. But even when I saw him in that mouse suit, even I was like, I think I'm out. It's, I think I'm out. The mouse suit and people will be like, oh, Em, it's innocuous, it's a name, he's harmless. He's not harmless because men like him embolden other straight middle-aged white guys who are not very good at their jobs to really go hard and move up the chain over more talented people of colour, women, anyone who aren't straight white men. He is the poster boy for mediocrity succeeding and I've had it, which is why. And we also have to put this in a context of let's just keep in mind that late-night talk shows are the, still the bastion 
of mm. straight white men. It is astonishing mm. how few women there are. And let's just say if there was a woman, God forbid, a woman of colour, and she went into the sidewalk and started pelvic thrusting at cars. <laughs> we have such Ooh. low standards for straight white men in entertainment. They are they are on the ground in the dirt, like being dragged. Like, unbelievably low standards and he he is a problem he's a big problem for me and yes I have in the past had to work with men like him and maybe I am a bit triggered and overreacting and I did text Michael all caps <laughs> about one of his characters on the newsreader the newsreader has a few straight white men who are perhaps objectionably successful mm. one of them is a very you know a, 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 an all Aussie beloved bloke not for M. Rossiano <laughs> <laughs> no, I was bloody bloody <laughs> Stephen Peacock, Rob Sport reporter guy, being given the job as lead news anchor. Even <laughs> and then oh my, I'm just being accurate, and you well know that that was true. Oh, I said, you know what? I text Michael. He must die. <laughs> it was a balanced response. I wrote, "Let's kill that character next season." <laughs> <laughs> You're not using my show to exorcise the demons. <laughs> Anyway, your professional past. Don't bother adding me or I don't I'm not I am not soliciting your opinions on James Corden. I don't care about them. I have a very firm feeling about this whole scenario. Again, I'm sure he's a nice man who loves his children and loves his wife. I don't know him personally. What I do know is he keeps inserting himself in pop culture in places he doesn't belong, emboldening other men to do the same so more talented people who aren't straight white men miss out. And that is what pisses me off the most. Okay. <laughs> well, she's purged. She's purged. She's going to go away. She's going to come back and we're going to do some dilemma doctors. Are you ready to solve people's dilemmas, Michael Lucas? No, oh, I'm born ready. All right. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Oh, hey, welcome to the first Dilemma Doctors. It's exactly like Dolly Doctor, but, you know, less like, why is my left boob bigger than my right? Why does it smell down there? You know, and more, hey, M. and Michael, the way my husband chews is annoying me. Should I tell him? <laughs> now, you know, if I'm starting a new segment... An epic theme song is required. And I think you'll agree what you're about to hear is, look, I'm just going to say the best theme song you've ever heard ever. It will be stuck in your head all night and all day. But before I play it for you, I want to remind you, if you want your dilemma to feature on Dilemma Doctors, you need to email it to hello at mrussiano.com. But it is time now, without further ado, to introduce to you the theme song. For Dilemma Doctors. Oh, yeah. Dilemma Doctors. Dilemma Doctors. I'm here for you. Yes, they are. I'm here for you. Yes. Here we go, solving your dilemmas. Michael, would you like to pick the first dilemma you'd like to solve? I'm going to start at the top of the list from Jen. 
My partner has never given me an orgasm. I get too nervous and stop him. How do I stop doing that? First of all, what kind of self-control I, do you I've have? I've got, yeah, I've got questions about it. I get too nervous. So you, so he, so here's what I need to be clear about. He is actually capable of giving you an orgasm, but you are putting the brakes on yourself out of nerves. And what is the source of that nerves? Like, is it about him seeing you as you hit orgasm? Mm. I mean, I just, I, I too have questions. Like, are we talking about we're just at the point where you're about to fall over the waterfall and you're like, stop, 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 stop. Like, are you denying yourself pleasure to some kind of self-flagellation? Like, are you punishing yourself? Because, girlfriend, you deserve an orgasm. And I think when you say help me stop doing that, I mean, it's more effort to stop an orgasm from happening than to have one. So mm. I think just... I mean, next time you're about to crescendo, think of Michael and I just <laughs> gently waving you over the edge. Just wow. let go, that, Jen. Let do you go. think that's going to bring them, bring her to orgasm? I'm really, really paranoid because I just snotted really, really badly when you said that and we are filming this. <laughs> Sorry. That's going to just add to the beautiful orgasmic nature of yeah. this image. Yeah. I can't just, believe you've actually, your advice is when you're about to hit orgasm. Yeah. Think of and Michael. think of Michael and I singing, sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away. Like, I just feel like. <laughs> or possibly let it go. Oh. I mean, let it go. Let it go. it's well within my range. <laughs> you deserve an orgasm, Jen. And that's the biggest takeaway for mine on this and I mean this is a unique dilemma I've never heard of a woman stopping themselves when their partner is completely capable of producing an orgasm so don't get nervous and, and if you've never had an orgasm is this what she's saying they're great like, no can I'm pretty sure she said stars. my partner has never given me otherwise she would have said I've never had one so it's definitely related I think I think she can self-satisfy okay. is what I'm reading okay. from that okay okay <laughs> which is an important step on the path yeah okay good all right, well, uh, report back, Jen, and let us know if you think of Enya Let or us know if the imagining Elsa. us is did help speed the orgasm or intensify it. Let's get low. Oh, wow. I sincerely hope so. And just, yeah. Yeah. As, as Em said, think of us as like bedazzled air traffic controllers. Yes. <laughs> just sort of. Like this. Just whatever you do, don't imagine us in a mouse suit at an intersection. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want a vagina to completely shrivel up like a frightened <laughs> turtle? That's what will happen to me. Let's get loud. It's the aggression. It's the aggression at which he throws his cock and balls at people in the velvet. Ugh. Wow. Okay, next dilemma. <laughs> this was from Sean. Just bought a Beyonce Ivy Park Adidas skirt and mofo doesn't fit. Sell or diet? Well, oh, I feel this one hard. I really do. This is a this is a brutal dilemma. It's not because clothes are meant to fit you. You're not meant to fit clothes. So fuck it off. Sell it. Use the money to buy something else. We, I, I, the, the best day of my life was when I let go of my size eight wardrobe. I let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. Let it go. Oh, there you go. Works again. Yeah, um, I know. Your body changes with hormones, with, with, with life, with lockdowns, with pregnancies, whatever. Don't punish yourself with inanimate objects hanging in your cupboard. Go and buy the next fucking can size I just want to know, can she sell and then just buy a better size? Yeah, I'm Presumably. sure she could. I mean, you would just sell it and buy the next size. I'm sure. Up. Surely Beyonce isn't just making clothes that is too skinny for most people to wear. Like No, and Beyonce would want Sean to wear 
the size that best makes her womanly figure feel the most confident. Like She's all about the bootyliciousness. 100%. Oh, my God, she looks incredible lately. Beyonce is glowing. You know she's going to have an album coming out this month. Um, my hot tip. Yeah. Hot tip. Beyonce's going to have an album coming out this month, guys. You wait. And her and Jay-Z had a massive fight. I know they did. I'm telling you, because of what Kanye's been pulling, Kanye's pulled some swift shit that Jay-Z had no idea was going on. And Beyonce's like, I fucking told you, Jay. I told you not to do that fucking album. And look what he's done. He's got Marilyn Manson and um, DaBaby up, like two very questionable characters. Like, oh, and Kim turned up in a bloody wedding dress. Chris will be having a conniption. What the fuck, Jay? Like, it would have been bad. <laughs> it would have been real bad. Um, so, Sean, we both think that you should just sell it and buy something that fits you and makes you feel super sexy. Okay, or like moderately comfortable, whatever floats your boat. Michael, what's your next favourite dilemma? Oh, I love, can we go B? Okay. Uh, appropriately, as we segue from Beyonce, I have our daughter-in-law staying with us due to the border closures. They are stuck here. My issue is that she's an incredibly lazy parent, but an incredible house cleaner. She will clean all day, but never watch or play with her child. Riveting. I have a theory about this as someone who does suffer from OCD, which manifests in cleaning. My suggestion is that your daughter-in-law is very anxious, maybe very self-conscious about staying in your space and feels she needs to kind of earn her keep. And sometimes when you're very anxious, you find it hard to engage with small children because your mind is racing. So you need to busy it. Because oftentimes, let's be honest, you're sitting on the carpet fucking playing with blocks or like eating bark and pretending it's a muffin at the park. It's not, you know, it doesn't keep your brain going. Mm. And so if you're already spiraling, it doesn't, like it's worse. So you busy yourself around the house. That's that's the theory I want to throw out there. What do you think, Michael? Right. I think it's a, a brilliant theory. Mm. I agree. I mean, I, 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 she's clearly not a lazy person in general no. if she's doing all this incredible house cleaning. So she's got energy. Mm. It's just being kind of misdirected and that mm. might be a sign of some sort of underlying problem. So I, I would approach it with a lot of sympathy and empathy and... Yes. Um, it it is a fascinating one. Although, tell you what, though, I mean, it's easy for me to say not not having kids, but I feel like if that was the deal, clean house, you just have to look after the kids a bit more than you like. I probably would take it, but <laughs> but then again, I say this as someone who sees kids like forty five minutes once every three weeks. So, <laughs> if it was a twenty four seven proposition, I may I may say just give me the Ajax motherfucker. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Give me the Ajax motherfucker should be their next advertising like campaign. <laughs> I don't understand why we don't have a sponsor yet. Give me the Ajax motherfucker. Um, B, I would just suggest gently that you sit down with your daughter-in-law and just say, hey, I just want you to not feel the need to clean. You're very welcome here. Um, I love having you guys here. I love spending time with you. Obviously, this isn't forever, so please don't feel the need to clean. I think that's very important. And maybe play with her and the child too, like get down on the ground yeah. and chat with her and engage her. I think this situation needs, yeah, it needs a soft touch, which is... I, I'm just going to say, that strikes me, I'd be a high-risk, high-risk strategy because what if she abandons the cleaning but then doesn't play with the child? Then you've got nothing. <laughs> you've given up your advantage. Anyway, proceed with caution, oh I say. You just want to do everything you can not to lose that sweet, sweet cleaning. <laughs> anyway... We're moving to red. 
I'm a 45-year-old woman in my first proper relationship and I don't feel comfortable gushing about him to my friends who are married or in long-term relationships. Oh, oh Red, no question someone, here. As someone who's celebrating 21 years with the same penis, gush. Tell me, oh, gosh. remind me of the heady days of hormones and just, oh, the way they breathe yeah. doesn't annoy you. I, like, I, Again, I need a little more information. Is it because you think, well, they're all settled so they wouldn't want to hear it, or whereas I would say they do, they or do. are they giving you the vibe that that they're not into it? I, 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 I feel like is it coming from them or is it just your caution? Because if it's just your caution, I, I, I'm the same as them. I feel yeah. like if someone was in a new relationship, in fact, I live this regularly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Em and Scott level of years, but Adrian and I, we're well and truly over the decade now. And when someone's in a new relationship, I want to, I want to, I want them to take me, like if they, if, if they offered a virtual reality headset of what the initial days of their relationship were like, I would take it. I'm fascinated. I'm riveted. I want to hear it. You're doing them a favour. So true. Imagine if you could just take a drug that enabled you to feel those initial, you know, when like the new person you're dating is your oxygen. It's all you think about. You break all the rules to see them. Like you, you think about them at work. You might call in sick. You'll, you know, the two o'clock in the morning, you're never too tired. You, you don't eat. You don't sleep. Like remember those days? Oh my I God. Do. It's just like the greatest thing. And like, oh man, it's really. Controversially, I love the long termer too. I mean, I think there's, I do think about that, but then I also remember a lot of agony and nerves and all sorts of weird things bound into that. I, 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 I'm down for the, for the stable, secure. I really am. I think it says something yeah. about me, and maybe not something flattering. Oh no, no, no! Like me too. You know, like sometimes Scott asks me to like say smell his earwax, and I just feel like he wouldn't have done that on our first date. You know. Okay, I might revise my opinion if that was happening on the reg. It's not, thank God. <laughs> I didn't even know earwax had a scent. It does because he constantly gets ear infections. So it's like, does this smell weird? Just some oh, mystery. Okay, like, yeah. And, nah, and, and yeah. You've you've been away with my with my husband and I. You know that morning the morning noise he makes to clear his throat. Do you remember that noise that Scott makes every? Morning without my mother is scared. It doesn't scratch against my soul the way it probably does for you. Every morning, every morning for the last 21 years. Painful. Mate, and and he really gets in there. Like there's no, he doesn't feel self-conscious at all. He'll go for a good three minutes of that. It's like a truffle pig searching for its supper. I can't tell you. (laughs) What a beautiful commemoration on this year anniversary. <laughs> You're such a good bum. Like anytime I'm mad at him, well documented. If I could somehow get a picture up for the Emsolators, just so you appreciate how perky and pert and stunning with a smattering of blonde hair on the cheeks, but not too much around the butthole. If I could just tell you how stunning his bottom is, God, I'll get a photo. I'll somehow, I'll get a photo. I swear to God, I'll get it. <coughs> so basically, Red... Yes, tell everyone. And if and if they give you shit about it or they're jealous or they make you feel bad, that's a them problem because this stuff fades and you've got to take advantage of it when you've got it. Oh, enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. Yep, yep, yep. Milk okay. everything out of it while you can. Michael, pick, pick another one. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> Nikki, 
Are workout tights too revealing to wear at work? I am an in-factory admin. My husband says no. I, Her husband I, says not to wear them at work. He says they're too revealing. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, because oh, I'm well, I mean, I don't, thing. I don't want you to not wear them because your husband Correct. says so. What, what is it? No, you, that's, where's the factory? Easy. Gilead? I don't think so. Gilead? <laughs> is that the? Is that the place in um? Handmaid's Tale. Look at that. Handmaid's Tale. What is your factory in Gilead? Um, (laughs) If Scott ever tried to police (laughs) the clothing. If he had ever said that, we would be celebrating the 10-year anniversary of his death at this point. That would just. No one gets to tell you what. No one gets to tell you what goes upon your body. Nobody. You you fucking wear a G-banger to the factory floor if that's what you're comfortable in, (laughs) doll. He doesn't get a say. What is he, that insecure about your relationship and about you that he's trying to police like a tiny bit of what is he, what, your knees, your kneecaps shining through the lycra? It's like what? I don't understand. This shit And workout tights, apart from anything else. I mean, not that it would be okay. I agree with you, the G-banger, but workout tights, why? Just because they're tight. Like they're pretty covering. Yeah. They're literally compression bandages on, on your legs. Nah, I say, I mean, I'm always in a fight with people who say that leggings aren't pants. Leggings fucking mm. are pants. Like, honestly, wh- why do people, people, I just feel so personally attacked when people say leggings aren't pants. They are. They are. And if anyone ever tries to stop me from wearing, what am I going to do? What am I going to wear? Nothing. What's left? What's left for me to wear if I can't wear leggings as pants? You have a high capacity to feel a personal attack. Especially at the moment. <laughs> James Corden walks into an intersection on the other side of the world in a different hemisphere. M. Rossiano attacked. Oh, shit. I've got to really, I've got to turn up sunshine. I started out so positive yeah. and I've really gone to like criticising my husband's earwax. Oh that's fair, I, I, I would say. No. The timing I- is not ideal, but yeah, that's, yeah. So what I think basically is that, um, Nikki, you're good to go. All right, let's go to a positive one. Haley, I'm a teacher. It's been a really hard two years. Should I keep going? Oh, yes. Yes. Michael, because yes. What do you want to say to Haley? Yes. No, absolutely. Because I because I genuinely feel like the bulk of the worst of it. I know it's absolutely shitful right now. Mm. I don't know. I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. But it must be absolutely awful right now. But it's really it's not going to continue past this year. And and you've just been through so much. And you deserve the satisfaction of when it resets to normal mm. and you know everything that that brings. So I just feel like if you give up now, it's like you've run the marathon and you're, you know, you're, you're a K out from the end. Oh, hello, hello. Yes, my husband's supposed to be watching him as we record this podcast. Don't do that. Let's do, who's that? Who's That's that there? Good. Probably needed oh. adjustment. Who is it? This is my phone. Is that Michael? Is it Michael? It is Michael. <laughs> Have you done a poo? Because that stinks. Scott, I am literally in the middle of recording. Literally in the middle. You better, you better say hello to everyone. It is good content, though. You come here, wave to the camera so people can see my camera, yeah, and then just show them your bum because we've been talking about it. No. <laughs> no, fair enough. It's all right. I do, maybe not a good time to tell them you've described it in detail down to actual hair follicles. Okay. You need to... Oh, my God. How did this happen? I don't know. Well, you obviously weren't supervising him. Okay. You've done a big poo. Go change that. Fucking... 
and happy anniversary. <laughs> well, it's job. clearly a romantic day. One job. He's been outfoxed by a fucking two-year-old. We were going back to the clouds and the colourful and happy, the happy, happy place. Happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy teachers. Yes. Keep going. Keep going, Michael. You were like, this is me. This is oh, me yeah. being you're, Helen you're from the newsroom. Yeah, yeah. you've done 40Ks. You've got 2Ks to go. Probably more than that, actually. You probably, you probably, you probably cleared 30Ks and there's still another 12. I really, I really think... You should keep going. I really, really do because it, it, it is going to be. It, it's an amazing achievement even now, but mm. it, it it will get better. I really think it will get better. Oh, I we need teachers. We just and clearly you care enough to have stuck it out. I just I respect you so much. If you need me to like give you a rah rah or a g up again, Michael and I standing there. Sail away, sail away. Or like, um, what's a more encouraging song? Show yourself. Or like, we just need something like, oh my god, we just. Don't let it trigger the orgasm reaction if you're in front of a whole lot of kids oh, on Zoom because that's not going to be appropriate, although you could go viral. Why am I really on an Enya trip today? I don't know what I'm not a massive fan Because of you're trying to hold on to the calm and also she's eternal. She's amazing. <laughs> she's All right. I've probably done enough to live. That's probably enough for me. I'm going to kill him. Like he honestly, like he, he, he does a bike podcast. It's called Half Willing. And it's like you would think he was fucking Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen having a chat. Like everyone's got to be quiet because sell everything up. Like I'm doing my podcast. I'm like, okay, cool, mate. I'm actually supporting the family with this son. <laughs> I just want to take everyone back to the start of this podcast when you were talking about the amazing love story. <laughs> How far we've come. I do. What a, here's what? to the next Cheers. 21 years. Yay. Here's to the end of the week. Yay. <laughs> All right. It's uh, Wednesday, by the way, when what? we're recording oh, this. Shit, She's it's not, and it's in the middle of the day on Wednesday, so we're actually at the dead halfway point of the week. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if I've been a bit nego today, guys. I really came in in a good mood. But lots of James Corden happened. And honestly. What can I say? Honestly. All right. Um. I'll talk to you later on. Yeah. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. This is Emsolation. And we're done. I am going to speak in a calming voice now to try and make up for the... Look, I obviously woke up and chose chaos today. I don't, I don't know what happened to me during that. I've been walking around the house. My therapist gave me a mantra of protect your peace, protect your peace. So I've been like anytime something rubbed up against me, I've not acknowledged. I've let it float past me like on a movie screen. Protect your peace. But I think what's happened is I've stored up all the little tiny little divots of rage that I normally let out and I think they all just like fueled up like a Super Mario energy tank and I think I was at like 100% capacity with like invincibility as well and like 25 lives saved up and I just came to this podcast with all my protected peace but it's, what's that analogy even work do you know what I mean because I've been protecting my peace I haven't been letting out my anger <laughs> oh god and again don't bother defending James Corden I, like I said I'm sure he's a lovely man who loves his children and his wife and this is not a character assassination I just disagree with how he insets himself into pop culture and I'll stand by that I stand by it and if you disagree with me, it's cool. We can still be friends. It doesn't matter. Like, that's what makes the world go around and makes it interesting. Just don't bother. 
don't need it from you this week, okay? All right. Um, thank you very much for being here. Please, rec- please recommend us to a friend. Please keep us, help us growing the army. The best way you can support me in the wake of the tour cancellation and the cancelling of live performance in general is to keep supporting this podcast. We will have a new merch drop coming soon. We're doing the Emsolation hoodie print in a tee for the warmer weather. Uh, and some more Maximals Power Queen t-shirts because we ran out of those very quickly. So um, that's how you can support me. Listen to the podcast, recommend the podcast, buy the merch. And also, if you have tickets to any performers' live shows and they're rescheduling, if you can afford to, hang on to those tickets. It, it, it's just, it's it's an easy thing for you to do. You'd already spent the money. If you need it back, of course, we I understand that. Everyone understands that. But the arts industry is really hurting at the moment. There's no job keeper. There's no like cafes or bars or shops that anyone can go get part-time jobs at, which they normally would. There's no work available at all if you're a musician. There's not a lot for you. And it's a terrifying time for a lot of people that I know and love. Um, so keep them in your hearts and minds and help them out when you can. All right. Have a wonderful day. Spring is here. Smell it in the air. I'm off to you. Look at my husband's bum. Bye, guys. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music. With videos by Liam O'Brien. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Plus occasional technical wizardry, wine, and coffee from M's dad, Vincey. Get more Emsolation by following the Emsolation podcast on Instagram, where you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can join other Emsolators at the Emsolation group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you love what we do, share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app. Thanks for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Emsolation.